Hi, I'm Laura Sales. And I'm Danielle Sales. Welcome back to Not Another Momcast. Today, we're going to be talking about parenting with credentials. And by that, we mean being parents after having spent years of our lives studying various aspects of child development and working in the field of education. See, Danielle has a master's of education in school counseling, and I am an elementary directress in a Montessori school, which basically means I'm certified to teach first through sixth grade um, and have been teaching in a first, second, and third grade classroom for many years now. But before we get into that, let's take a second for boom and bust. Do you want to go first? No, you take the lead here. All right. Okay. All right. My boom is that I took a personal day, Mm. not a sick day, not a home with a sick toddler day, but an actual personal day off of work. And I brought my child to school. So also my work is the same school that she goes to. And by I brought, I mean my husband brought her to school (laughs) so that I didn't even have to step foot on the campus and be seen. And honestly would have been stopped by like 15 people and it had taken me an hour to get out of there. Uh, So I hid in my bedroom and (laughs) I took a personal day, a whole day. It was the first time ever. That is not even – the best part though. The best part was that um, that night after my husband then went to the school to retrieve her so that again, I would not have to be seen by anyone. Um, my former co-teacher who is amazing, her name's Babe. I don't know if I'm not supposed to shout her out, but I'm going to do it anyway. Go Babe, Babe. Oh, the crowd goes wild. Okay. Babe is amazing. and <laughs> Okay. She came to my home and um, took over after bed. Uh, uh, we had just done dinner time. And so she did bath time, bedtime, watch the monitor time. And we went out. We went out for like a date and like not really a date because we also went out with our awesome best friend, Ian, who we used to live with for a little while, who's just like the most amazing addition to any romantic night that one could ask for. <laughs> and we went to a hockey game, which was wicked fun. Um, and it was just like, it was just great. It was just liberating um, and terrifying <laughs> and all of the feelings that you can have. So that was definitely a big, big boom. First first one ever. And um, in case we haven't made this clear, my child at this point is closing in on, but not yet, two years old. So it's been quite a long time since we've done something of that sort between the pandemic and just being new parents and being exhausted and you know blah 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 the list of reasons goes on and when you wait that long it gets really hard to like go through with it but so hard but that was like a, almost like a full it. day that you had by yourself well it almost was it kind of was a nice ease into the idea of a full mm. day because i did get like little snippets of her you know yeah just but enough we're working our way up we're working our way up to not a full day, but an actual weekend away. Wow. With the same. Yeah. We'll come back to that. It'll be hopefully a boom in another episode. We'll come back to that. Let me move on to the bust. Right. The bust is <laughs> the bust is that um so as my birthday gift, 
from my in-laws. Very sweet. They had one time mentioned that my father-in-law got his car detailed by like a mobile car washing service. So they, that was their gift to me. They sent over this detailing service, which was great. And they did a super good job and they were there for a while. So at one point, baby girl wants to go for a walk and I bundle her up because it's actually kind of chilly. And we walk out the front door kind of to let her see what they're doing because, you know, there's machinery and she's interested in these things. And we walk away and I come back and they're still there, right? So I ask him a question about like uh, something on the car that I thought maybe he would like a spot on the car that maybe he knew the best way to treat. And we chatted about it for a minute. And at that point, I'm holding her in my arms because by walk, I mean five seconds and she wants to be carried everywhere. <laughs> and we did this for way too long. So I'm still carrying her. And he, um, I saw him. He's like, eyes darted over to her and then back to me. And he said, is she fast? <sighs> and I- That's not what I completely heard. Completely assuming. Wait, what did you hear? Is she fat? <laughs> <laughs> And I murdered this mobile <laughs> detail man. <laughs> How dare you? Um, no, I. He looked at her and looked at me and said, "Is she fast? Mm. Like quick, right?" And I, because I had just seen his eyes dart to the toddler, and I, I don't know, I just assumed he's an older guy. Maybe he's got kids in his life or had kids at one point. I thought for sure he meant her, <laughs> and I went. Well, yeah, I mean, when she wants to be, of course, this walk, she mostly just wanted me to carry her. But when she gets going, she's gone. And uh, <laughs> he laughed politely and I turned and walked away. And as soon as I got to the handle on the door, I thought, oh, he definitely <laughs> meant the car. He definitely meant the car. So just I, I'm understanding as I'm telling the story that you guys don't know that my car is a 2011 uh, Subaru Impreza WRX and it's very shiny blue and it's got the little turbo scoop in the hood and it's got aftermarket exhaust and if you're into cars which I'm not necessarily super into cars but I've always really liked that one and my brother-in-law your husband helped me get it, find it and acquire it, which was great. So I've had it for a long time now. And people always want to know like, oh man, I'm going to drive around real fast in that thing. And I'll be honest, I do. <gasps> However, I wasn't for a second thinking that that's what he was asking me as I answered him, realized moments later, he was not asking me if my toddler is fast. He was asking me if the car that he spent like four <laughs> hours cleaning is fast. And that is a mistake that will haunt me for years to come. Thank like that you. is a conversation. <laughs> this is a conversation I will replay in my head randomly as I'm supposed to be falling asleep at like 1130 at night at some point in three years from now. I'll just be like, I'll just hear him go, is she fast? And I'll hear myself <laughs> ramble off this whole when she wants to be blah, blah, blah. Dude, Thank he you. definitely meant the car. I literally have anxiety over things that my husband has said to other people. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't bat an eyelash at it. And I wake up in a sweaty panic over it. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, my turn? Yes, please. Great. Um, 
So my boom, similar to yours, my dad and his wife took my daughter for an entire day, weekend day. And it was great. I struggled to like let go of the control because again, well, you've been doing this longer, but not that much longer. And I have had full control of her schedule for a solid 14 months. So to give that up was like a little nerve wracking for me. Um, but they love the time with her. She loves it. It's good for everyone. It's good for me to let go a little bit too. But that was my boom. My bust. Let's say here. Daylight saving time. I didn't say that correctly. I'm tired. It's daylight savings time. And we did the nice little fallback, which in anybody else's life is probably really pleasant because they think you gain an hour of sleep. Um, and I, I can't complain about that actual Sunday. She actually, she woke up, but I ignored her mom award and she did go back to bed till about <laughs> seven. <laughs> and that was nice. And then every day since then has just been a living hell. She is waking up around 4am and I ignore it until an appropriate time to get ready. But uh, like, I'm still awake. When she's crying, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. still very much awake. So um, that's why my brain is broken. But also, <laughs> hold on. I have to add this too. So you were talking about the Dakar detailing and it reminded me that really one of my busts should have been was I was, she was screaming, right? Because she's been up since four. So she's been screaming at the top of her lungs in the back of the car on her way to her school. So I panic, try to give her a little snack one of those little puffs and I never feed her in the car. And as I'm reaching for the container, I think I have it right side up. It's upside down and the entire lid broke off and all of the puffy dust is now everywhere and random puffs everywhere, which I continue to feed her from off the seat. So (laughs) yeah, you have to, that is the only way to. Desperate times, dude, desperate times. (laughs) my gosh. Oh, goodness. Yeah, daylight savings. I remember being one of those people that was like, oh, yeah, I got an extra hour my whole day. Just it's like way better, all this extra chill time. No. It's not. No, now you're just with your child for 13 hours instead of 12. <laughs> they have no concept for time. So like they're up when they're up. My daughter slept well into the morning, which was great. And then did not nap for the rest of the day. Oh. It was wide awake, completely 100% awake. So that was a long day. Yeah, that's a long ass Anyway, day. that was some, some solid booms and busts. And now it's time for a word from our sponsor. I got a question for you. Are you smart? Nope. You're stupid as hell. We can help you with that. Head on over to smartmom.com where a sarcastic man named Frank can help you with all of your mom needs. (laughs) Well, I'm sure he can't help you with all of your needs, but I bet he can match you with the car. Amazing. You'll be like, I can't believe I was so dumb before. Now I'm so smart. Thanks to smartmom.com. Now my mom cue is through the roof. (laughs) Smartmom.com where all the moms go to get smart. Now get your smart ass to smartmom.com. It's like if Blippy had like an equally awful girl cousin who started doing infomercials for Uncle Frank. 
We're back, and I have a question. I have a question. So, being a new parent with all of those aforementioned credentials under your belt, what would you say is the hardest part? And what do you think is the best part? Like, what is the part that you're grateful for? Makes you maybe a better parent than you would have been prior to your training and experience. What do you think? Yeah, I think great question, Laura. Great question. Essentially, my problem with this whole episode is that I feel like a fraud. And um, yeah, like I've got higher education, I've got some degrees and a little bit of experience, but I don't feel capable enough or smart enough. And I always feel like I like kind of like I'm the student who doesn't have the right answer. You know, that feeling like this Mm. just plays into my anxiety, Um, which I guess just boils down to my lack of confidence and self-esteem. But, you know, like I feel like I set myself up to kind of highlight my inability, my inability, just period, because it's expected or assumed that I'll know my shit on something. Do you know? I do know what you mean, like sort of a feeling of a pressure to get things right or to know the answer to things that all of a sudden you find yourself kind of paralyzed, like you're in a situation with your kid and they're doing whatever it is they're doing. Obviously, the easy thing to go to with our current like stage of parenthood is a giant toddler meltdown, right? Mm -hmm. Like per trainings and you know, again, you have a master's in counseling, right? Like that social emotional development is something that you're very well versed in. I have much more of a background in just child development in general, and therefore like the planes of development and what they're going through and how, where do tantrums come from and why and all of that stuff. And you can still absolutely find yourself sitting there Googling, Googling it. That's how I parent (laughs) is I Google. Nine times out of 10 makes the situation worse. Yes, it really does. Because I don't know, it's either that I'm searching for an answer because I don't know, or that I don't trust my natural motherly response. And I need validation in that. But even if I were to trust my instinct, there's something contradictory anywhere about any thought that I have. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. There's I mean, you can read back-to-back heated arguments with scientific data as to why you should be doing it this way or that way. And it's enough to make your head spin. And and you might not even come across the one that was, you know, validates what you were pretty sure was the right answer. Or there are times where you Google it and every single thing you're looking at is like, yeah, okay, I, I knew that. I knew to do that. But like, why do you question yourself when you should ironically feel more confident, I guess? And do you feel like other people look at you knowing that you have the educational background that you have and the work experience that you have and expect you to be a certain kind of parent? Yeah. So I feel, I do feel like I have a little bit of an out here because my training and schooling didn't really focus on early childhood development like yours did. So (laughs) points for me there. But what I can't get away with is that as a school counselor, Every damn day that I go to work, I am teaching kids about emotion regulation, emotion identification, um, building a toolbox of useful coping strategies when their emotions are running 
the mucho high. And um, here I am with an insane. So good at Spanish. Thank you so much. I've been, I've been practicing. Not at all. I don't have the time. Um, And I (laughs) am here with an insanely strong-willed and highly expressive and really incredibly vocal child and when her vocal cords get a screaming <laughs> i just i do i feel my body internally i just start panicking right so um my muscles get tense and my heart hurts and i feel like i'm on the verge of tears and my brain just entirely shuts down and yes this is where i refer to google and i could tell you some recent google searches if you are interested but we yeah, could what also are some things on no no, no. Oh, tell okay. me some Let of the things that you. just like you know recent searches what are you what's freaking out um it's like we went through a phase why is my child slamming her head on the floor why is she so fussy how do i get her to stop being so fussy <laughs> What should I do when she's doing X, Y, Z, right? Like, like tantruming, basically anything that falls under tantruming. How do I teach her? No. How do I teach her? No, without using the word. No, like it's just, it's so all consuming and ongoing and never ending. And, um, I just, I find myself there all the time because I'm not able to access any of the knowledge and resources that I have up in this noggin when it comes to my own kid. It's just, everything's out the window. I, everything's out the window. Yeah, it is. I think you said that in the last episode too, that when it's your family, like forget about it. It doesn't matter how many other people or other people's children you have coached through these scenarios. Um, yeah, I think that's all definitely relatable that that sort of, you know, that adrenaline response kicks in because it's your own child and you react differently. But I will say that probably one of the things that I almost sometimes feel like I know too much. And by that, I, I don't mean that I'm like too intelligent. I mean that I've I've been, I think in my years at this point, I have experienced enough scenarios or heard enough stories to just feel like I kind of am constantly almost expecting slash looking for red flags in terms of like challenges, uh, learning differences, um, just literally so many different things like is she hearing me like 100%? Because if she's not hearing well, then she's not going to like, you know, receive language and that is going to be delayed. And um, is she, you know, mimicking sounds a certain way? Are her eyes tracking? Does she seem to be developing core strength? Because I, having the more like academic training background development type stuff that you were saying earlier is where you're off the hook. Yeah. That for me is my big like freak out thing because I – do know enough to know like there are so many things that accidentally get overlooked that and and the key with many of them is early intervention and so like i don't want to for a second make it sound like if my child were to exhibit one of those quote-unquote red flags that i would love her less or she would be less amazing or anything ridiculous like that i'm saying i would never forgive myself if i didn't at all times do just every single thing i could to like set her up for success and not give her success and like 
you know, make life easy for her. But just like if there's something that she needs to be done in a certain way to help her, ma- you know, I don't know, I guess I don't know how no, to describe it well, but no, I, I totally hear exactly like the intentions. We just want to do so right by them. And I think because of all of our experience, I mean, you have way more experience than I do, but just in the certain roles that we have played, we, we have more awareness of, um, just differences or challenges that could arise and, or, you know, like what society deems as quote unquote normal. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I think that's a good, like what society deems normal. I think we should definitely take a second to clarify that, that we're not by any stretch saying that that definition is even valid nowadays, let alone like important that our child be for sure labeled as that at all. It's just, I think I've seen so I've had so many students with like sensory processing issues, right? So like if she's pulling her sock off, is it because she there's a seam that she can't stand the feeling of or is she just taking her sock off because she's one and a half and that's what she does for fun now? You know, like I yeah. I just feel like every everything I am analyzing under a microscope type of thing and probably don't need to put that extra, you know, kind of stress and pressure on myself. Or her. I 100% agree and know what you're talking about because every day I'm assessing and observing and cross-checking any sort of behavior um, that she is demonstrating. I'm, I'm very... I too am very like aware of maybe like the sensory needs or is something too overwhelming or is there an attention thing happening? Um, but I focus, I focus a lot on that. Yeah, that's just the point is, I feel like that's kind of one of the, I guess if I had to pick one of the things that almost makes it harder internally for me, sometimes I just need to chill about it. And I don't think that I, I definitely don't say it out loud. I don't think that I am putting any of that on her right now. I think it's robbing me of being able to just like be joyful and present because I'm having a good time with her and laughing and smiling and stuff. But in the back of my head, I have a running log of like, oh, that seems yes. hard for her. Let's keep watching that and just make sure, you know, like yeah. the case study for me, you know. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> but that being said, there also are a lot of really good things that I feel like have – probably made me a better parent than I most likely would have been if I had started having kids like 10 years ago, you know, well before I was really into all of this part of my life and the experience that I have had so far. And I think for me, a big, big, big thing um, that I'm really, really grateful for is my ability to have the amount of patience that I have with children in general, but especially my own because like you said, you know, sometimes it's at the end of the day, you've given a lot to a bunch of other people and kids. And that's kind of the hardest time to keep being Mm -hmm. patient, even though that's the most important one to be patient for. And I do feel like I'm very fortunate in kind of having what often feels like a never ending well of patience with her because of what I know about development and the early stages of development. And so I have a pretty clear understanding of like at all these different milestones that she's already hit so far, because there are so many in the first three years of life, 
how much is going on behind the scenes and what she's learning and what she's putting together and what is clicking and what's not clicking yet that I, I can understand like, okay, she's not doing this to be malicious or no one's trying to be difficult or yes, of course it's annoying when they're crying and doing this and this and that, but this is why. And one of, I feel like probably for a lot of people, when you understand a thing, it's mm-hmm. much easier to accept it. Um, and so for me, I think I'm grateful for the amount of patience that I can have with her. Um, and also the amount that I can, the amount that I understand that she is already capable and therefore can like sort of bolster skills in her right now that I feel like I probably would have. And a lot of parents wait until a little bit later to even think about because they don't think they're as capable as they are right now. And by right now, I mean, again, for my child is about one and a half, almost two. She's mobile. You know, she's officially a toddler. She's communicative. Um, So a lot of stuff comes with that, that again, people think, oh, they can't do that yet. They're too little. And so I have a lot of fun being able to sort of give her that independence and test that independence and see what she does with it and watch her like light up and push boundaries and all of that stuff. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I can see it that way because to a lot of people, the pushing boundaries and the wanting to be independent lights you up in a very different way. You know, it pushes all your buttons and it makes it really frustrating. And I just don't feel that way. And I'm very, very grateful for that. No, that's a good one. You've actually inspired me to give her a little more independence because she she does blow me away every time I let her. Like, I, I don't know. I'm always a little bit surprised that she somehow knows how to do something or has figured it out. But she's also been observing us like insanely for exactly. much longer than I realized. So, um, yeah, I am incorporating a little more of that, you know, <laughs> when I have the patience. Yeah, um, <laughs> I understand. But something for me, something that I am super grateful for is so in my role, I have to teach a sexual abuse prevention curriculum. And part of that curriculum is really helping children to um, learn and identify and communicate their boundaries. And so I... I would not have taken that into parenthood if I didn't have this training and experience that I had. And I'm really trying to teach her that um, she's in control of her space and her body and people have to respect her boundaries, even if she's a baby. So if I'm going in for a kiss and I'm like, give me me a kiss and she'll say no every now and then. And I let, I let that go. It's okay. That's her right. She has a right to say no if she's not in the mood for that. Cause I think back when I was a kid, right? How many times did, were you told like you're leaving somebody's house and they were like, go give creepy so-and-so a hug goodbye and like your whole body you know your whole body is like no 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 fiber of your being wants to touch that person or get a kiss or give a kiss I mean not it wasn't about everybody that I was told to do that with but the point is you were told to do that you were always told to do that and it was a big problem if you said no yeah, because I mean, I think we should do a different episode on this entirely, because I do think that that it just dives so much deeper in that, right? Like we're, I feel like we're kind of also like training those little minds that like, it's a sign of disrespect to not 
give someone physical affection, even though your body and gut is saying like, no, don't make me do that. Anyway, we'll get into that. So that's something that I for sure take away from. Um, And the other thing is that I so badly understand the importance of follow through, right? So like, if something is, if the expectation is whatever, and the child doesn't follow that expectation, but you have then like laid out a consequence to that expectation, like you better plan on following through because if you crack, they're going to know and they're going to push it longer and harder and bigger next time. Yeah, that's such, such, such a good one. Um, And picking a consequence that you know for sure you can follow through on because kids are so smart. And if you pick something that you know you're not really going to do, you don't have the time for it, you don't have the energy for it, you're not, you don't actually have the thing, whatever it is, you know, like if you don't stop fighting, when to turn the car around, you're not going to turn the car around and they're going to keep fighting now for the next three hours. You know, like they have seen that you don't mean it when you say that. So you always, always, always have to have a consequence that you're going to follow through on every time. So you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. Um, Cause again, they're little <laughs> con artists and it's part of how their brain is developing right now to find a loophole in the system and take advantage of it. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good sign, but you want to make sure you're not the yes. loophole. You know, you want to make sure your system is airtight as much as it can be. Of course there are going to be times, but as much as it can be. Um, I think that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will just throw in there before we move on that I definitely think we need to come back to defining boundaries as an entire episode. So maybe 100%. this is the little. Maybe this is our teaser for what we're going to do next time. We don't know what we're going to okay. do next time. We fly by the seat of our pants. Okay. Speaking of flying by the seat of our pants, it's time for an ad break. Take it away, Danielle. What was the ad break we did last time? Okay, last time was actually about affirmations and mantras. Oh my God, brick me, I wouldn't know. Anyway, but I will say today is 1111 and it is a manifesting portal. So if you have any things that you want to manifest for the next year, you better get your ass on it, girl, because this is the last chance you get for this whole year. I, that's probably not true. I'm like newly in this. So get on TikTok. <laughs> It can't be, <laughs> wait, what? Was that an ad for manifesting? Was it an ad for portals? Was it an ad for TikTok? I don't. It was a threefer. So enjoy. Wow. Use my code. We're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be so rich. <laughs> Hashtag Danielle manifests 2021, 5% off of all moon crystals. Damnifest. Sorry, run that by me again. Damifest. Manifest. Damifest. Me, Danielle. Damifest. But you don't want to go with Danifest? Yep, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> We're changing. We're changing the code, folks. Get back on the website. Buy some more. <laughs> you can now use hashtag Danifest. All right. We got to stop. All right. Okay. Welcome back. And we are going to go into what we've all been waiting for. Honestly, our favorite part of our conversation, the brain dump. Who goes first this time? I, I feel like you have to go first. I just live for your dumps, Danielle. <laughs> I love when you talk about my dumping. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. So, so sorry, week- everybody. <laughs> 
this week wasn't like as eventful as the first one, but it's all right. You know, we can't always have crazy ass weeks. So here we go. Brain for the week. I was manifesting. I was saying all of these manifesting affirmations to the full moon. And I was so distracted by my excitement that I grabbed mayonnaise instead of half and half. And I almost put it in my coffee. And then it made me think, does anyone use mayo as creamer? Probably somewhere in the world, right? Um, I woke up because I felt a tickle in my nose. And then I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that I maybe and very well, it might have been a spider that crawled up there. Can it crawl into my brain? Um, I ate too much of like a slimy moldy pepper, but I didn't find out too late. So whoopsie, what's going to happen? Should I cut my hair? Should I keep my dermatologist appointment? Um, why is healthcare so expensive? Did I already say that? My child is cute. Okay, here's one. My child is cute, but I do I have mom eyes, right? So like when I'm looking back at pictures, I'm like, she's not cute, she's not cute, she's not cute. Right when I think she's starting to get cute, I'm like, oh no, am I going to look back in another four months and be like, oh, she actually wasn't cute. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. You sit and you scroll through old pictures going, she's not cute. She's not cute. She's not cute. <laughs> yes, I do. Thank you for asking. Don't tell her that when she gets older. <laughs> okay. I do think that's another thing that we should come back to is the idea of mom eyes. It is a genuine concern I've had as well of like thinking about how pretty much every single month of her life I've been like, she's so cute, right? And then sometimes though, a Facebook or not Facebook, <laughs> I don't post her on Facebook, iPhoto, that's what it's called. The like built-in oh, photo application. Very confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. It took a minute to get that out. The application will show you uh, like memories randomly generated. And sometimes I am like, oh, peanut. But other times I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I sent that picture to so many people and she looks like a little <laughs> troll. Like... <laughs> She's not that cute. Okay. Oh I'm going to move. God. That can be another another episode's conversation. So I'll move on to my brain dumps at this point. Danielle, once again, fantastic. Also, the speed with which you deliver. You're I accurate. have to get it all out. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes in my mind, this is this is as quickly as they flow in. Yeah. I do. I'm actually, I like that we kind of currently, at least for right now, have had two different styles. Yours is like a rapid fire, like when you're getting that crazy fast string of thoughts. Mine have been more of like a rolling, sometimes Mm -hmm. lingering for a little too long. Like I really probably shouldn't spend (laughs) this many minutes on these details. Um, But what I and I also have had a hard time writing them down in advance because, as I was saying last time to Danielle, in the many, many, many years that I've been alive, I've gotten used to having these ridiculous thoughts that entertain <laughs> me slightly and then like putting them away and moving on because I had no one to share them with. But now I have this captive audience, and so I have to write them down. <laughs> of- And that's all I need, if we're honest. That's honestly more than I need. Okay, so my brain dumps that that came to me throughout the week. Number one, do nuns pay taxes? (laughs) I assume that they don't, but I'm not sure. Could have Googled it. Would rather just think about it. Number two, (laughs) why does my husband go the longest way possible to every destination? (laughs) Can't Google that one. Just have to think about it. (laughs) I wish that I liked ribs as much as everyone else does. Next, what makes things dishwasher safe? Wow. Still want want to Google that one. I thought of that one last night 
as I was falling asleep. And all that I had the strength to do was roll to the side and go, babe, can you text me something? He goes, <laughs> what? I go, can you text me what makes something dishwasher safe? <laughs> and then this morning I woke up and read it and went to answer him like, oh, I don't know. I assume it has to do it. And was like, wait, wait, that's my own question. All right. And lastly, I was watching a thing, a murder documentary. You guys put the pieces together. And one of the victims was named Charles Richard Humphrey. And I wondered if it ever occurred to him to go by Chuck Dick Hump. And that's it. Those are all my thoughts. Honestly, snaps. Laura, snaps. You really have outdumped yourself this week. <laughs> oh, I like that expression very much. Um, I'm going to be thinking about the dishwasher safe one until you Google it. So please give us an update next time. I will. I will. I'm not going to get into right now what it must be. Like it must be. It doesn't matter. I mean, we're going to move on from there. Yes. I'm going to give some of those things a Google. We'll follow up. It may or may not make the actual episode content because we are <laughs> too long Ridiculous. about everything. <laughs> so Listen, actually, you know what? Maybe you know the answers to those questions, at which case you can drop us a line. Yes. You can follow us on Instagram at notanothermomcast. And you can email us the answers to our ridiculous questions or send other words, but nice words only, to notanothermomcast at gmail.com. All right, that's going to do it for us. So that officially means it's time for the most obnoxious sign-off ever. Okay, bye. bye.